Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the 11 game. It's 11 game NBA main slate on Tuesday. This one should be crazy as most of these slates winding down the season have been. If you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. I do produce content for NBA Top Shot as well. If you are unable to watch these videos, I also upload an Apple podcast. Link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that at Patreon.com. Yeah, patreon.com and esports package that includes Call of Duty and CSGO as well as an NBA package. And I do want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode. If it's your first time watching, you're not familiar with Prize Picks, they will post players and fantasy scores or fantasy projections, and you can either take the over or the under on them. Um, so right now they have second half contest. Um, they'll sometimes have fourth quarter contest and obviously the full game contest for NBA. They have MLB, NFL esports, everything you can think of. It's a fun, you know, change of pace in DraftKings because you're not playing against anyone, you're playing against the house. So if you guys want to try it out, you can sign up and use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You will get a 100% match up to $100. You put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. And finally, I just got to thank you guys again for all of your support on videos, live streams, Twitter. Again, we hit almost 400 concurrent viewers on the live stream today so if you guys do enjoy this content if you could leave a like button on the video subscribe if you haven't already again just hit the 9,000 subscriber mark on youtube and hit the notification bell so you know when i upload videos you know when i go live i will be doing a youtube live stream tomorrow make sure to check that out all right so before we talk about players and the prices for this 11 game slate we can look back line up here from monday uh monday it's looking decent but i am so tilted guys here i can get out of the way so you guys can see So, I'll tell you why. Let's start with Scotty Brooks. Scotty Brooks. No bad deal. Last game, Ruby Hashimura, 35 minutes. Now I know, right? That was overtime, but still, he played 35. This game... You know, Rui Hashimura, when Beal was out earlier this season, was a 7K-plus player. I was shocked at how low Rui Hashimura was. It wasn't like he was playing bad. He was shooting really well. What does Scott Brooks do? Gives the minutes to Chandler Hutchinson. 27 minutes for Rui. And this, this is your coach of the month, Scott Brooks? I mean, wow. Wow, is he a bad coach. Wow. Um, that's why they lost. That's why they lost. You played your second best player without Beal, 27 minutes. So, oh, that tilted me to no end. And then the cherry on top here. Low owned Jonas Valanciunas on pace for 70 at 6% ownership picks up three fouls in three minutes to start the second half four fouls misses out in a good eight to nine minutes in the game now I know right I'm not trying to be a negative man. I know Jonas still smashed 
while being in foul trouble and losing a ton of minutes. But for GPPs, again, I'm going, like, I try to win first every time, right? You need to, like, I'm not trying to just min cash in GPPs, right? If you're a GPP player, when you have a chance to win a tournament, like you, you gotta like you know have things go right. Like that, that that's the type of stuff that will hold you back, right? If Jonas Valanciunas doesn't get in foul trouble, I'm probably up here in the 320 range with with Ingles, the second half from Ingles, and I'm probably looking at at first. Um, but now, you know, I'll probably min cash, and maybe if Steph Curry goes crazy, maybe I'll even get out of the cash. So, um, yeah, that hurt, that hurt. Um, but going over the rest of my lineup, so. Again, Westbrook, 97%, like, yeah, clear play, right? Uh, Damian Dotson was the absolute chalk. Uh, he busted. Not uh, That's that's not one I regret. Uh, he was starting. He didn't play. Like, they kind of uh, screwed with his minutes. I thought he would play, you know, 30 to 35. He played way less than went to my boy, Broderick Thomas. Um, again, he was chalk as it should have been. I'm not, like, that's just one of those situations where, like, it's just a weird one. Um, I'm perfectly fine with the Dotson play. He was again, popular as he should have been in the high dollar stuff. Dean Wade also the chalk, 80% owned. Again, he was really good. Um, so yeah, Dean Wade obviously kind of made up for the Dotson. He played them both, and that that's kind of what opened it up. So what I was really surprised about was Trey Young ownership, 12% Trey Young at like 9K against the Wizards. That really did surprise me. I, I thought he'd be a lot higher owned. Um, so he had a really good game. Bertans. Hey, finally came through for me. He actually had some shots, uh, did a little bit of peripheral stats, got two, two assists, four boards. So, and then I used Joe Ingles as my last piece in. He's got 14 and a half, so not terrible, but hoping for for a little bit of a better second half there from Joe Ingles. So, that is it for the luck back, guys. Um, hope you had a good night. Again, Rui, 27 minutes. JV foul trouble. Tilts. Oh, I was so mad, guys. I was so when I saw the Jonas Valanciunas like three fouls in three minutes. Oh man, that, that tilted me to no end, but all right. So let's talk about this 11 game slate. I'm not sure we have any of the odds out right now for this. Uh, no, just a second half. Okay. So nothing out right now. Let's start off with Denver and Charlotte. So Denver, Nicole Jokic was the absolute chalk. The last slate, he was a huge bust in a great matchup, but now he gets a really good spot again against Charlotte. I'm perfectly fine going right back to Jokic. She'll play 35 plus minutes. The game stays close. MPJ viable tournament play at 8.5K. He's been clearly their number two guy. Been pretty consistent. Composo, it just depends on Monty Morris right now. Monty Morris is actually questionable. If Monty Morris plays, that throws a wrench into the value here for Denver. Also, Aaron Gordon, I believe, is probable. Yeah, so those two, keep an eye on. But if Monty Morris is in, that hurts like Composo. That hurts Rivers. So that's pretty big. If Monty Morris is out, I think Camposo is still a solid play in the mid-range. Should play like 35 minutes. A guy that can do the peripheral stats. So still would have some interesting Camposo. There's no Monty Morris. And like Rivers for value, I think is fine too. Probably play somewhere around 25 to 30 minutes. He's been decent last three games. I think he got in play. Millsap was somewhat popular last slate. Uh, he got he came off the bench. He was like 20% owned in the higher dollar stuff. And he's gets a DNP with no Aaron Gordon. Like, excuse me? So... I don't know. Keep an eye on the starting lineup. Last game, Jermuggle Green started. If Jermuggle Green starts again at 3-4, I mean, he's not the best point for a guy, but sure, I would have interest in him if he starts again. So, And JaVale McGee will play the back of five, right? He'll play somewhere around 12 to 14 minutes, but nothing more than a dart throw. You kind of need the blowout or you need Jokic foul trouble for him to really get there. Moving on to Charlotte. So not, not a ton here. Like Lamella Ball is a fine contrarian tournament play. Did only play 31 minutes, though, the last game against New Orleans. Not great to see. Rogier the big game. Um, I mean, again, if you want to go to one of those guards in tournaments, that's fine. No thank you in PJ. 
There's not a ton here. I think Cody Zeller is actually an intriguing punt play at 3.5K. This is a big front court of Denver, and he's played 18, 16, and now 22 minutes. He's been playing well. We know he's actually a decent punt per minute guy. So I think he's worth like a, you know, a flyer in, G, in, in the larger field GBPs, that being Cody Zeller. Moving on to Minnesota and Detroit. So at the top, Carlton Townsend 10-2. She built a feast against his front court. Was having a great game against Orlando. Then it blew out. Um, so yeah, I like Cat at the top. Ant-Man, D'Lo, firmly in play as well. Uh, these guys, uh, you know, started D'Lo, played 30 minutes in a blowout and went for 47 fancy points. He's been really, really good. Even Ricky Rubio started. Like if he's going to start again, I think he's a solid play in the mid-range. So like the main four guys I all have interest in. And then McDaniels is back, so that kind of, kind of takes Vanderbilt out of play. If McDaniels starts, I think he does. We'd probably get around 30 to 35 minutes, which makes him a fair value play. Again, lower usage guy, though. Moving on to Detroit. So they might be pretty shorthanded here. I think they might have eight or nine-man rotation. Let's see. So if Jackson Hayes, Jackson Hayes, if Josh Jackson and Frank Jackson are out, then we got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It would be an eight-man rotation for Detroit. So I would have a good amount of interest in the Detroit side. Starting at the top, Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart. I think we'll both be solid, but neither would be priorities because of their prices. Like, they're both going to play pretty big minutes, Sadiq Bay especially. Stewart would be a little bit worried about the foul trouble. He's been in some foul trouble in, in these games recently. He is a decent point for a guy, but again, I don't love targeting centers against Cat. I mean, you saw it happen last game, right? Mo Bamba was 70% in the higher dollar stuff, and he got an immediate foul trouble against Carl Towns. Again, I don't like targeting opposing centers against aggressive centers like, like a Cat, like an Embiid, like a Jokic, because I, I just get worried about foul trouble. Now, Killian Hayes kind of came out of nowhere and absolutely went off in 38 minutes, almost a triple-double, 21-8-7, almost 40 fancy points. Um, yeah, again, if this is an eight-man rotation, I think Killian Hayes is a pretty solid play in the mid-range. Wouldn't mind Saquon at 4-5. He probably plays close to 30 minutes. And then Saban Lee, when Frank Jackson went down, he's actually played alongside Killing Hayes. And Saban Lee is a decent point for a guy, a guy that can do the peripheral stats. So if like Saban Lee starts here, I would like him a lot. Or if it's just an eight-man rotation. And then you got guys off the bench, like Okafor probably plays the backup five, 15 to 20 minutes as a dart throw in tournaments. Tyler Cook at 3-1 played over 20 minutes. Viable punt. And like Savidris might be playable again. He played over 20 minutes. So really anyone on the Pistons, if it's the eight-man rotation, would be in play. Now Frank Jackson and Josh Jackson are in. Then it kind of changes some things. Then we'll keep buying the starting lineup, but I wouldn't be as excited about the Detroit Pistons. All right, moving on to Miami, Boston. Not a ton here. I know the Miami, uh, this was a super high-scoring game last game. Jimmy and Bam are more contrarian spent up again. I know both had big, big games, but don't love the spot here. Um, Drogic a 5-3. Actually has been playing really well off the bench, but doesn't really stand out at that price. Not a ton from Miami. On the Boston side, no Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum at 9-7, I think is a decent contrarian spent up again. Don't love the matchup here. Kemba Walker, again, fine for tournaments. Uh, Fournier, ugh. I just, this feels like chasing. That's all I'm going to say. 37, 35, 33, and now 51 fancy points the last four games for Fournier. He just dropped a 50 bomb in this tough matchup. Again, like 130 to 124 with Miami versus Boston. Excuse me? That makes zero sense. Um... I think Fournier is pretty solid. I, I do. He's probably going to be popular. If I think he's going to be really popular, I am perfectly fine going elsewhere. Robert Williams, doubtful. Tristan Thompson did play over 30 minutes the last game, which is good to see. A 4-6, he's a fair value. I move on to the Clippers and Raptors. On the Clippers side, we got to worry about the blog because everyone's resting for the Raptors. So guys like Kawhi and Paul George, more tournament plays for me. I think a couple like Vi like if you're playing for the blowout narrative, I think Boogie Cousins looks intriguing. He's been playing the back of five. If this game blows out, he will play more. And we know he's a great point for any guy. So a little bit intrigued by if you're playing for the blowout, I think Boogie Cousins is the guy to go to. 
Now, on the Toronto side, again, basically everyone out. Boucher, questionable. If Boucher's out, it's going to be, I think, like nine healthy bodies. So, like, it just really, this this team, I just, I don't want to play Gary Trent. But Gary Trent at 6K, him and he's going to get a ton of shot attempts up. He shot five of 20 last game, one for 30 fancy points. Um, I think he's a good play just because, again, Toronto's no one that can score the ball. Malachi Flynn, I think, is a really solid play, too. He got an early foul trouble. Those two probably lead the offense. Um, and then you just got guys like Bembry, Wat- Gotenabe, Stanley Johnson, whatever Jalen Harris is, whatever that is, is playable. Um, I don't know if Aaron Baines plays. I think like Gillespie plays the backup five. So, Oh, this is a team we got to have some interest in, uh, especially if Boucher's out. Like, I think Birch is okay, but really I think it would be Gary Trent and Malachi Flynn at the top, and then value guys like Bembry, Watnabe, Stanley Johnson. This is this is an ugly one, guys. All right, Philadelphia and Indiana. So, on the Pacers side, Joel Embiid, if he plays, I mean, this is just one of the best possible matchups because the Pacers. They play no defense. Would really like Embiid if he does play. If Embiid misses, then I really like Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Dwight Howard. Um, because this is just one of the best. Again, the Pacers play absolutely no defense. So Simmons, Harris, I know they've been struggling, but there's no Embiid. I like them both a lot, and I would really like Dwight Howard. If Embiid is in, it's probably just Embiid for me. Now on the Pacers side, my boy, DeMontis Sabonis, has been going nuts. Like, I think he went for another 70 bomb today. He is playing massive minutes and playing out of his mind, triple-double. He's basically like Russell Westbrook right now, and he's way cheaper. Now, this matchup is not great. I do not like targeting bigs against Joel Embiid. But if Embiid is out, I think you can take a shot at Sabonis for GPPs. If you want to go to Levert for GPPs too, don't hate it. Again, if Brogdon's out, those two are just going to be all the offense, right? And I don't know if I can get to any of the Valley guys for the Pacers. So let's move on to Dallas and Memphis. Luka Doncic, uh, if you played in the last couple of slates, you're probably really tilted. He was on pace for a big game two games ago against Cleveland. Blowout. Was on pace for a pretty solid game last game against Cleveland. Ejected. So um, can he avoid a blowout or ejection here? You know, probably, right? And this Memphis matchup is really solid. So I do like Luka there at the top. The rest of the Dallas guys, oh, just not, another team I don't like targeting the secondary pieces. Like Tim Hardo Jr. is fine for tournaments. It feels a little bit pricey. Brunson at 4-6 probably gets about 20 minutes. He's a decent point for a guy. The bigs, Powell, Colley-Stein. I mean, I got to admit, Dwight Powell, like what is what has gotten into him? All of a sudden now he's kind of back to what he was like two, year, two, three years ago. Like he's playing really good. Four of the last five games, 30-plus fancy points for him. Four blocks, one steal, one block. One block, one steal. Two blocks, three steals. Three blocks, two steals. I don't know if he can keep that up, but um, he's a, he's the Dallas center. I would take a shot at him if I'm going to take the shot in one. Um, oh, probably over Collie Stein, even though Collie Stein's cheaper. Moving on to Memphis. It's on pace for 70. Was on pace for 70 at 5% ownership. I'm still, I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep from that, guys. Oh. Well. Once again, I really like Jonas Valanciunas because if he doesn't get in foul trouble there, again, he goes for a massive ceiling game. He's going to play about 35 minutes in a close game, right? He was on pace for 35. This game, if he didn't get in foul trouble, he played 36 the last game. I'm not scared of Powell or Coley Stein in the defensive end. Once again, I like Jonas Valanciunas a good amount here. John Morant, fine. Would much rather get to JV. And then Triple J, I think, plays somewhere close to 30 minutes. The only thing you have to worry about with him is foul trouble. But he's a good point-printed guy, a guy that can block some shots. So those three, I think, are all pretty solid plays for Memphis. 
All right, four games left, or five games left. Brooklyn and Chicago, good match here. So Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, I like both a good amount. Both under 10K. Both are going to play 40 minutes in a close game. So really like both the Brooklyn stars here. And then whoever starts at the five, last couple games has been Blake Griffin. So assuming Blake starts again, I think he's actually an okay value play if he's going to play, you know, 25 to 30 minutes. But I don't know if I can stomach anything else here for, for the Nets for value. Um, so that's probably it. And on the Chicago side, I really like Vooch at 10-3. I love targeting bigs here against this Brooklyn Nets team. He's gone for 60, 60, and 56 the last three games. And again, this is one of the best possible matchups. So um, I'm pretty high on Nikola Vucevic there, 10.3K. Levine, Kobe White, more secondary GBP options. If Daniel Tice is out, I think Thad Young is the least worth a look. He had a bad game last game, but did play 27 minutes. So if there's no Tice, I think Thad Young is a viable play in the mid-range. All right, Orlando-Milwaukee. I mean, there's just no way this game stays close, right? There's just no way. I have a feeling maybe Milwaukee rests some guys. Um, I mean, I just don't trust this team right now. Mo Bamba was a guy that was playing consistent minutes until the last game we got in foul trouble, only played 20. I mean, you can take a shot in him, but again, I just don't know. Cole Anthony, kind of the same thing, feels a little bit pricey. RJ Hampton should play about 30 minutes, but like the 6K price feels about right. Like Bacon, Gary Harris, Mo, I just, there's nothing, there's nothing I feel really good about here for this team. So I'll probably be staying away from the Magic. On the Milwaukee Bucks side, I just have no confidence this game stays close. Now, keep an eye on this. Maybe they rest some players in this game. Maybe like Giannis, Middleton, maybe Budenholzer does that thing where he rests all the main guys, and then we load up on like the value guys, like Thonsa Santetokounmpo and Jordan Nuora, right? So keep an eye on that. But as of right now, if everyone plays, I, I'm just avoiding this game. Phoenix, Golden State. So this is a really good matchup for the Phoenix Suns. I think Booker, Paul, Aiden all firmly in play. I think Chris Paul being my favorite just because he's the guy that usually has the higher, highest floor with the peripheral stats. So Chris Paul is the guy for me on the Phoenix side. Uh, Booker is probably the guy that has the most upside, but more, again, of a GBP play. DeAndre Aiden's been disappointing, but you could see a pretty big game here against the, the, the Warriors. So those three are all firmly in play. Drake Crowder's fine value. We probably get 25 to 30 minutes from him. Up-tumble game, so sure. I, I could see using him for, for a value punt. And Kaminsky's actually been there with rotation last couple games. He played 25 minutes the last game, 19 and 25. I'm not sure if this is going to continue, but he's been playing well. So, like, if I knew Frank Kaminsky was going to play 25 minutes tonight, I would play him at 3-2. I'm just not convinced of these minutes. So, he's someone I'm, I'm considering a little bit too for value. All right, Golden State. So, this is a tougher matchup against Steph Curry. He's been playing phenomenal. I've, I'm perfectly fine going to Steph at 10K. Even in a bad matchup, again, he is just, just shooting the ball unbelievable. Draymond Green, fine tournament play too. I'm probably not going to get to anyone else for Golden State. New York and the Lakers, so revenge game narrative here, revenge game narrative here for Julius Randle. I think he's a pretty good play at 9-4. I know the matchup's not the best, but he's going to play like close to 40 minutes. Um, I'm good going to Randle at that price. Barrett's is kind of fine. Derrick Rose, if there's no quickly no Dirks, he should play about 30 minutes. He's been really good off the bench. I kind of like D. Rose for GPPs. Noel probably plays 25 to 30 minutes, a fair value against a big Lakers front court. That's probably it for me on the Lakers side. So looking like LeBron's going to be back, right? Listen, oh, he's out already? Yeah, what? I thought he was expected to play. Listen, is out, but very well may change. Early expected to play. Okay, so monitor this. If LeBron is out, then I think AD is a viable tournament play. He's been playing. He hit an amazing game last game. Went for 77. We finally saw a ceiling AD game. Um, so if there's no LeBron, I think AD is a good tournament play. And then Caruso would be someone I'd like for value. He's played over 30 minutes last couple games and playing really well manning the point guard duties. So if there's no LeBron, I like Caruso for value. And I like AD at the top. That's probably it. If LeBron is in, I might stay away from this team. All right, final game. Just another, another deep breath because, oh, I just despise talking about this team because... 
They're going to run 10 to 11 man rotation. They're going to get killed. There's just guys that you can take shots on for GPP. So Dort questionable, Ty Jerome questionable too. Maladon out. Like keep an eye on the starting lineup. If all three of those guys are out, we'll see what they do with the starters. I mean, Sfi, uh, maybe, maybe Kenrich moves in the starting lineup. He got a DNP last game. Right now, just kind of monitor that. If Dort, Drome are both out too, then like I would have some interest in whoever starts, but just be careful because this is a game they most likely get killed. Um, but yeah, maybe guys like Sfi, Kenrich, like Gabriel Deck's actually not been terrible. Um, so it's just a tricky team to break down. We'll monitor that news, but, uh, again, they just get killed every game. Now on the King side, this team's been awful, but they blew out the Thunder team. Uh, Buddy Heald, I think is a good tournament play. If this game can stay close, he could have a massive game. DeLon Wright, kind of the same thing. Like these two guys, if you think the Thunder can keep it close, I like them both, even at their respective prices. Barnes doubtful. Holmes and Bagley are fine tournament plays. Holmes probably plays about 30 minutes. Bagley minutes have been a little bit more up and down. Um, also Whiteside is back, but I'm not sure if he plays. Terrence Davis has been playing really well off the bench. Uh, he should get about, you know, whenever I play him, he'll play 19 minutes. Whenever I don't play him, he'll play 30 plus. Um, so yeah, I played him when he played 20 here. He's playing well. Other games, 31, 33, 30. Yes, I'm still tilted about that. Uh, and then, do you know how many times I've played this guy this season and now he's starting to play well? Like I play him and he gets me 10 fancy points. Last three games, 22, 29, and 32. Um, Mo Harkless is a fine value too. Um, and then, yeah, Davis on the bench. So that's where I'm at, guys, for this 11-game slate. That's going to do it for the video. Uh, if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate if you the like button on the video. Subscribe if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to live. I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow. Make sure to check it out, guys. Thanks again. Have a good night, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.